ho ho ho. Merry, Merry Christmas. Soon to be. Welcome back to the Small Town Bias Podcast. We're here. We're here. Wednesday, uh, December 22nd. Three days until. Three days until. We're getting we're getting close. We're getting close. We got some things to talk about today. Uh, before the Christmas holiday, uh, I I said on my Twitter last night I don't think I will be doing a Christmas Eve podcast on Friday. Um, so the next time I'll be back after this is uh, the Monday after Christmas, otherwise known um, as December twenty seventh uh, this year. So there you go. But we do have some stuff to discuss. This is going to be a, uh, a podcast less about sports today. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of Christmas stuff. Uh, but first, I'll dive into the sports for a little bit. Just some general news, maybe a little bit prediction about the uh, the Browns Christmas game. Uh, Christmas game against the Packers. There's two Christmas games this year. Uh, we got the Browns Pack. Really, actually, a really good schedule. We got the Browns Packers, and we got the Colts Cardinals. Um so two really interesting Christmas games. And so let's get let's dive right into it. Let's dive right into this Christmas this Christmas lineup. Uh I love a good Christmas doubleheader. Uh will I watch the the Christmas games? Yes. Should I be spending time with family? Yes. But you you spend time with family by watching the game. Um I don't. I won't pay as much attention to the Colts Cardinal game, but I will know who wins. Um, and I'll get to that in a second. I'll I'll predict who's gonna win. My Tuesday get night predictions weren't. I mean, one for two. The Rams won, so that was the one. And uh, but the uh, the 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 uh, football team did not. And uh, which which isn't surprising. They were down a lot of people, but uh, well, they had a chance as well. But I don't even know who uh, Garrett Gilbert is, and yeah, I mean that's that's good enough to start with. So Tuesday night, a little off. This week in general, not my best picks. I tried to pick. I tried to make it interesting. Pick some un- pick some underdogs. It, it didn't work out too great. It worked out for a couple underdogs. The Steelers won. Um, and I thought they would. So that was nice. But this Browns-Packers game. So obviously the season isn't over for the Browns. Yet. I'm, they're still in the hunt. But right now if you look at it. It's gone from the Browns just need to win. To the Browns now need people to lose. So... It's just it's just a little it's a little different. Personally, if you want my prediction, I don't think the Browns are making the playoffs. But I did predict that the Christmas Day winners would win their divisions. So if the Cardinals beat the Colts, I think the Cardinals will win their division. If the Colts beat the Cardinals, I think the Colts will win their division. If the Brown, well, it looks it looks dreadful now. But if the uh, if the Browns beat Green Bay, they might win their division still. Um, 
Uh, and if the and if the Packers beat the Browns, then they won their division. <laughs> um, so there's my safeguard. I'm I'm at least already right about one of them. It's like a half safe bet because if the Cardinals win, then it's pretty. It's almost pretty for sure that they win their division. So it's like a half safe bet. Like Green Bay's already won, so I can't be wrong about that. And Cardinals will probably win if they win tonight. Or, I mean, on Christmas. So, I'll probably be right about that. But, if the Browns and the Colts win, it could be I could be completely wrong. So, does that mean I think that the, uh, does that mean I think that the Packers and the Cardinals are going to win? Well. Yes, kind of. I think the Packers are going to win. They're a really good team. As much as I hate picking against the Brownies. I don't see them having much chance. Really short rest as well. I mean, super short week from a Monday night game to a to a Saturday night game. And that's a pretty short week for a team. So, not unbearably short. I mean, it's only one day less than than just Monday night to Sunday night. But still, I mean, that's still tough. Right, the Monday to Sunday transition isn't easy, and so cutting back down a, a whole day is—I mean, that's tough. That's tough stuff to go through. So I think I have the Packers beating the Browns. It pains me to say it, but I don't think—I think the Browns' season is pretty much over. Um. But even saying that, you know, if you if you lose to the Packers, it's not. That's not terrible. Losing to the Raiders hurts, but I mean, you can only do so much with the uh, with what they had. But you know, you lose the Packers, it's kind of it's just whatever. You're fine. What's really important is the last two games of the season against the Steelers and the Bengals. If you can win both of those games, you take in, you know, two really good division wins uh, into the off season, and I think that's big to build on. Is just like, hey, look at look at what happened. We were we were this close to making the playoffs, and we were just we were just a COVID game away from from getting in, from winning the division. So, you know, it's just it's. People say there's no moral victories. You have to take some moral victories into the off season. If if you don't make it into the playoffs, you have to take some moral victories like the Lions will take a huge moral victory in beating the Cardinals into the offseason they're certainly not making the playoffs but you know that's something to build off of and it really secures their head coach's uh, job as well Uh, who I really love Dan Campbell great I think he's I think he's gonna be great for him He's, he's gonna he's gonna put the Lions back on the map or put them on the map to begin with, I suppose. So I'll 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 do a quick score. I'll do a quick score prediction for the Browns Packers. Um I'm gonna do I predicted Browns thirty one, Raiders seventeen before all the COVID stuff happened. Before all that news came out of everyone that was gonna be missing. I said Browns 31, Raiders 17. I'm going to do a flip, and I'm going to do Packers 31, Browns 17. I don't I don't know if it'll be close. It might be a pretty bad one. But the Browns are playing with a lot of fire under them. 
I could see the Browns maybe putting up 24. Maybe. I'll give it 28-24. I've revised it. Packers 28, Browns 24. There you go. There's that one. Now, the Colts-Cardinals game. I almost got to stick to my guns here. Because I have been riding the Colts all season. They beat the Patriots, who were number one in the AFC. Which I thought they would. So I feel like I got to stick with my Colts. But I've been riding the Cardinals pretty hard too. But, you know, coming off a loss to the Packers, you think there's got to be some kind of fire lit under them. But I... These Colts... The Colts are good. And the Colts are just the scariest team in the league. I said AFC last last um, last podcast. I, I mean the league now. And I've, I've meant the league. They are the scariest team in the league. I wouldn't want to play the Colts. Because they've they've been winning recently. And it's been without the help of Carson Wentz. Now it's... He hasn't made them lose because he's done that. But he's he really hasn't recently helped them win. He has had games this season where he has helped them win. And he has had games where he has lost them the game. But right now, the Colts are just riding uh, Jonathan Taylor. And I don't think... And I think... Um, I trust Carson Wentz to where... If there is a game where they need him, I think he can deliver. I think that um, Pittman on the outside is good enough uh, that he can deliver if they need him to. So I don't think this offense is just Jonathan Taylor, but it is all they've needed. And he had a, he didn't have a very good game against the Patriots. So, but he didn't need to. He didn't. He, I mean, why? Why? Why would you start throwing the ball when Taylor's just dominating? You know. So, I think I'm gonna stick with the guns and call it a Colts win against the Cardinals. Not 100% sure how healthy Kyler Murray is. Um, and overall, I mean, it was just a sour loss against the Lions. I don't think they'll play like that again. I think it'll be a close game. But I almost have trouble trouble um, picking against the Colts. Because uh, I really got to just stick with my guns here. Because I've been hyping them up so much, I really can't turn against them now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a Colts win. Give you a little score here. Um, it's gonna have to be kept lower scoring if the Colts want to beat the Cardinals. Because I don't see. I like I mean I just said that I trust Carson Wentz to be able to deliver when the, deliver when the time comes. Um, but I don't know if I mean it against Kyler Murray because I think if it gets into a shootout then I think Kyler Murray is going to do it so I think the Colts have to hold them never mind 34-31 Colts win it 34-31 Colts win that's an odd one that's an odd score and a high score too we'll see we'll see I don't think it's going to be a defensive game though 
I think the Cardinals come back with a vengeance, and I don't think they can stop the run. Not Jonathan Taylor. Not that offensive line in Indianapolis. Uh-uh. I don't think they can stop that. And then I think Carson Wentz drops in some deep bombs as well. So, just an all-around game for the Colts. But not much defense. So those are the Christmas Day games. Um, a bit of news that's been that's been circulating right now. I mean, it's it's pretty recent news, uh, and it has to do with the NBA. So we'll get into a little bit of NBA talk here. Um, and this was Adam Silver discussing, you know, the COVID, you know, what what COVID's doing right now around all the leagues, really. Um, and discussing how the NBA would react, and he said that they're not going to shut down. Um, and one thing I like about Adam Silver, and I think he's one of the best um, commissioners of any of the sports. He's I, he's probably one of my favorites. Um, one thing I like about him is that he just he says it how he believes it. You know, he doesn't try to run with one crowd. You know, try to appease the people he just says it how he thinks it is or i believe that is what he does um and i and i can appreciate that about him so he basically just said that you know we got to we got to just deal with it and and i think that's the smart thing to do because you know shutting down the league for a while isn't going to make covid go away it's it's still going to be there when you open it back up and i don't think a, another bubble is the answer uh, cuz you're you're going to lose a lot of players off of that and i just i wouldn't want to see that again i think it was interesting the first time i there's no need to repeat it and and he's right i i don't think covid's going to be gone if they shut down for a couple weeks i don't think it's going to be gone when they open it back up so i think it's the right choice but anyway, that's enough sports. Ugh, I'm tired of the sports. Let's mix it up a little bit. Uh, I like, I like, I like trying to mix it up, get it out of the sports, get into more casual talk. Um, and eventually, I think I'll start adding guests onto the show for this kind of stuff, just to, you know, just to get some other opinions on the. Um, other, well, I'll just add guests to the whole show. Uh, just to get other opinions on stuff, cause I I get I get bored just uh just talking by myself. Um, there's not much there's not much different difference in opinion when I'm when I'm all by myself, and that's how I like it. No, no, that bores me. That's what I was just saying. Yeah, that bores me. Uh, I I, I like to hear what other people have to say, and I think it should be shared as well. Uh, but yeah, we're getting out of sports now. And uh, realizing that it is December 22nd, and Christmas is on Saturday, and Christmas Eve is on Friday. So, uh, I haven't really gotten into the holiday spirit much, really. It's, uh, it just doesn't feel like the holidays. There's, there's not been much snow, and it feels like it's coming, it, it's came really quick after Thanksgiving. It feels like there's been no time at all between Thanksgiving and now. And it's a whole month, right? But it feels like it feels like it's just like it was Thanksgiving last week and now it's Christmas. Uh but it doesn't really feel like the Christmas, the Christmas time. 
doesn't it, it doesn't feel like Christmas at all. Uh, but I remember when uh, when you were here, and uh, boy, we we had a lot of fun last year. Anyway, uh, um, so let's get into some let's get into some Christmas stuff. You know, try to get into the holiday spirit before it's too late. Before it's too late. I did. I. I'm. I haven't done anything. Anyway. So let's get into a little segment. I. I want to call the Christmas trio. The Christmas trio. As in trio, but as in trio. As in three. We're doing a bunch of top threes. Uh, three top threes of Christmas related things. And we're going to start right off the bat with my top three Christmas movies. Um, and I'll start with an honorable mention that does not make the list. None of the other uh, trios that I did have a uh, have an honorable mention. Just this one because I feel like I just couldn't I just couldn't not say it, you know. Uh, and the honorable mention for the top three Christmas movies is The Year Without a Santa Claus. If you've never watched it, it's a classic. It's a golden oldie. Um, if you've seen the original Rudolph, uh, then you know that this one is also creepy. But it's it's worth the watch. You've probably heard some of the songs from it, like the Heat Miser song and the Snow Miser song. Just an all-around classic, one you gotta check out. Um, not I will say not as weird as Rudolph. Uh, Rudolph is really weird, and I don't want to watch it ever again. I'm kidding. I, I'm sure I'll see it plenty of more, more times. But the year without a Santa Claus is a real classic, uh, so I didn't want to leave it out. But I did leave out It's a Wonderful Life because that movie's garbage. I, I watched it for the first time ever, like a few like. Oh, it was a while ago, actually. It was like five years ago. Um, and it just puts you right to sleep, doesn't it? What a boring movie. But um, a classic, so I'll respect it. I'll take back the garbage thing. I won't call it garbage. It's a classic, but uh, not my cup of tea. Sorry, not my glass of cocoa. Mm. Now I'm in the spirit. Okay, but we'll start off the the real list here. Uh, not to diss the uh, the year without a Santa Claus or anything, but it doesn't make the list of my top three favorite Christmas movies to watch every year. Um, number three, start starting here at number three, we got the Santa Claus. Just the first one. I watched the first one this year and the second one, and I forgot how stupid the second one was. You don't realize until you, like, sit down when you're older and pay attention to some of these movies how stupid they are. And you realize, like, what was made for kids and what was made for adults. And the second one was made too much for, um, kids. With the talking reindeers. Or, they don't talk, but they, uh, make noises like they talk. And, no. It's just kind of stupid and scary. But the first one is a classic uh, a lot of good ones in that. A lot of good jokes in in that one. Uh, it's one I like to watch every year. 
It's just worth a watch every year. It doesn't never gets old because you just watch it once a year, right? It's not like you're watching these in July or anything. So, you know, it, it it's worth a watch every year. Uh, then at number two, <laughs> I really couldn't. When I was writing these down, I I really couldn't think of any movies. You know, it's just kind of like in the moment you can't think of stuff. Even though I wasn't doing it in the moment, I was writing them down beforehand. Man, if I was if I was doing this off the top of my head, this would turn into like a ten minute segment, just me trying to figure out um, any Christmas movies at all. But number two, I have put uh, I've put Love Actually. If you've never seen it, it's a uh, it's a it's a British. Christmas movie. Um Yeah, so I don't know how popular I don't know how popular it is in the United States. Um it's probably just like the most watched Christmas movie ever every year in the UK. But in the United States, I don't know how popular it is really just around the whole country, but I know that it is a it is a funny watch. So it's a com- it's a rom com, a Christmas rom com, but it's not cheesy or anything. It's just yeah, I like it. I don't know why. It's just funny. It's just a funny one to watch. And then number one is Elf. I mean, it's just a Christmas classic, right? Everyone loves Elf. Even though I I feel like Elf can get old. More th- more so than the other ones, Elf can get a little old. Um, because I feel like it's it, it got too big. That's why it gets old. That's why things get old. When they get too big and then everyone takes part in it, I just like things to be kept to me. Like, not everyone needs to get into it. Just leave the stuff to me. Like Spider-Man this year. Spider-Man, no one cared about the first two Spider-Mans. No one went berserk about those. Obviously, they weren't as good as this one. But everyone is just hopping on the bandwagon for this Spider-Man. Like, just leave it alone. Because then you get all the mainstream uh, losers. <laughs> I think that's the best word for them. Uh, who just, who use it for everything. And uh, it just takes all the fun out of it. But I try to ignore it. Uh but I think that's why Elf gets a little older, faster than the other ones, just because it's it got so popular, and it almost just got overused. But it is a Christmas classic, and I do watch it every year. So, very good. I'm probably missing something on that list that I I just blanked on, but I can't think of it. I haven't if if it if it is I haven't watched it this year. I haven't watched well I haven't watched um. I watched Elf, not all the way through, but I, I watched a little bit of it, and I watched The Santa Claus. I didn't watch The Year Without a Santa Claus, and I didn't watch Love, actually. I haven't watched much of anything, really, uh, Christmas-wise. Okay, but on to our next trio. Uh, we got the top three Christmas Eve church service songs. Um, <laughs> this is a big one. Again, I kind of blanked on this one. I was trying to think. I was like... There's just tons of these, right? And I I really don't know which ones are my top three. <laughs> I just kind of threw three in. Um, 
you you're gonna you can probably guess what number one is, but I'll start at number three. Um, number three, I got go tell it on the mountain, and I picked this one because I you know there's so many things you can do with it, you know, and I like a bit of soul in my Christmas, and that's that's something you can really do with go tell it on the mountain. Um, more than like uh, what's that uh, what's that uh, oh holy night. Like, you can't add that much soul to a holy night. It's supposed to be very spiritual and, um, you know. Uh, I don't like a holy night. It's not one of my favorites, which is why it's not on the top three. But, uh, you know, go tell it on the mountain. You can get some snaps in it. Like, go, tan it. I don't know. Yeah, it's just good, you know. There's a lot of stuff you can do with it. Uh, so I like a, I like a Christmas song to be um, to be flexible. I like I like my Christmas songs flexible. Uh, you can really, really do whatever you want with them. <laughs> That's why number two is away in the manger. <laughs> Super flexible. You know you can add a little R and B spin on it. No, you can't. Uh, well, you, I mean, maybe someone has. Away in the manger is just like you know. It really. It really encompasses what Christmas is about. And I like... See, Go Tell It on the Mountain really doesn't even feel like a Christmas song. It is. Because, you know, it's like... That Jesus Christ is born... And, yeah, that's Christmas. You know? But, you know, Away in the Manger really encompasses the Christmas. The Christmas. Um, I don't, I have nothing else to really say. I can't really go into great detail about Away in the Manger. <laughs> I'm struggling to go into great detail about any of these. Uh, but number one, Silent Night. Duh. I don't need to say anything more about that. Next one is, um, is top three Christmas bakes. Christmas bakes. So I had to, like, think about this. Because... I had to think about what to call it because I couldn't call it desserts because do you really count like a cookie as a dessert? Um, I guess it is, but it feels more like a snack. But you can't call them Christmas snacks. So I decided to call it Christmas Bakes. Um, and so at number three for the Christmas bake Bakes, I got uh, I got Fudge doesn't even it's not even really a a, a a bake either but it i mean yeah it kind of is whatever you get what i'm trying to say here christmas sweets but not candy it yeah it's just so number three is fudge it's just good and chocolate and it's good it doesn't have to be chocolate though it can be other stuff they make all kinds of fudge all kinds of fa- flavored fudge but you know that that creamy richness is really what brings it all together. And uh, that's why it's my number three pick on my top three Christmas bakes. Okay, and then number two, I went into the cookie category. And I went to, we call them peanut blossoms. It's just the peanut butter cookie with the Hershey Kiss in the middle. Um, so whatever you call those, I feel like they're not called peanut blossoms everywhere. I, I was so 
so the thing I have my microphone on just my microphone on just like fell down. I was thinking of keeping it in the podcast, but I'm not going to. I'm gonna cut it out. <laughs> it was pretty tragic, and I don't even remember what I was talking about. Probably that peanut blossoms aren't called peanut blossoms everywhere. Um, but they're good, you know, just a classic Christmas cookie. Um, more I I want to eat those more than a cutout cookie that's just like frosted or. Uh, I can't really think of any other Christmas cookies at the moment. That's probably the top Christmas cookie that, you know, I see every year. For me, anyway. Obviously, yes, these are my top three. I didn't go on to, like, lists and compile, like, everyone's top threes and, like, you know. No. These are just me. And then number one's pie. Any old pie. Whatever pie you make. I, I like an apple pie. That's probably my favorite. But out of all of those, I mean... Pie is the most delectable. It's a delicacy. Uh, yeah, but apple pie is definitely my favorite. You can have any kind of pie at Christmas. Whatever kind of pie you want. But I feel like usually at Christmas there's pie. Usually at any holiday event there's pie. It's just good. It's good to have around. Well, that's kind of it. That's the Christmas trio. The Christmas Tree-O. Um, yeah. Little bit of, little bit of, little bit of top three there. A little bit of top three action. A little bit of ranking action. I know people love that in sports. Just ranking whoever you want. But I think that'll do it for this episode. A short episode, but... You know, just kind of wanted to do some Christmas stuff to lead into the holidays. And, uh, well, I just want to thank you for tuning in. And I want to tell you all to have a Merry Christmas. We'll be seeing you.